everybody? Welcome back to Underground Stars, the podcast that showcases the rising talent in the music industry. I'm here today with... Uh, Nitsuo Beats. What's up? How do you say it again? It's Nitsu or Nitsuo? Uh, I say Nitsuo. Nitsuo? Yeah. How'd you come yeah. up with that? Um, it's, so my name is Austin, and it's just Austin backwards. That does make sense. Yeah. yeah. I see that now. I have it written so, down. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Like in, in middle school. Yeah. In middle school, I had a friend who was just like going around and like saying like, oh, like, what's your name backwards? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone had like a weird name. And like, I didn't mind when it was meant to. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know? Yeah. Um, so it kind of stuck. That's pretty cool. I, I now, now that I see it now, I can only see Austin backwards. Yeah. So, but that's crazy. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming over and helping this out and doing this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, for um, sure. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah, so let's just get started. Uh, let me know. Kind of, I have a list of stuff that we can talk about, but if you want to like kind of bring anything up or anything, just let me know. Um, so just tell us how you kind of started getting into music, started producing and all that. Well, I've been doing or involved in music since I was... Five. Uh, I, my, my parents signed me up for piano lessons pretty much as soon as I was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really kind of, you know, took as much interest as I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, whenever I would play the piano, like, at my recitals and stuff, I would basically just be playing off of muscle memory. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I would I would barely know how to, like, uh, like read sheet music or, like, like, and I knew all the scales and stuff, but when it was time to, like, you know, just like play them out one by one. It was mm-hmm. like a little iffy, you know? So that's kind of where it started. Um, and then when I was, I want to say toward the end of middle school, I was like, I was like heavy into like EDM yeah. music. Um, and there's this guy on YouTube. Um, I think it's so nevable. He has like launch pad videos, which is just like, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, it's just like a drum pad basically. Um, and he'd like play out songs with, like lights and all that stuff, and like I just thought it was super cool. So I asked my mom for a launchpad, mm-hmm. um, and then I just like he had like the files in the description, and so I just downloaded those and then just you know like try to play the song as best as I could. Yeah. Um, and then a few years later, um, I got into hip hop, and I kind of took more toward like the production side of hip hop. And I was like looking around and like, um, just like wondering like how to get started. And then my friend, um, his freshman year, my friend on the soccer team, he played one of his beats on the bus on the way home from the game. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do that easily, no problem. And like, I really couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, I just said that for the sake of like competition, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so then like I started messing around in GarageBand and then eventually kind of going back to the launch pad so when i got the launch pad it came with ableton mm-hmm. but i had no idea that i was using ableton when i was like doing the songs and yeah. stuff so like after like a year with GarageBand, i looked up how to make beats like in ableton and um figured that out and then ever since then it's kind of just been up from there yeah and do you still use ableton or have you like switched to a different uh daw uh yeah i i still use ableton um, I've tried FL Studio, mm-hmm. um, but never really like put too much time into it. Yeah. But yeah, Ableton is my main thing. That's cool. Yeah. I, I uh, 
I like how like whenever you buy like certain kind of like a launch pad or like a MIDI keyboard or something, they come with like that extra software. I've never mm -hmm. used them because I got like a MIDI uh, keyboard and it came with like it's, like its own software that I never really used. But it's pretty cool that yeah. they do that. Just kind of if you're starting out, you have like a free software that came with whatever you bought too. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, I think that's dope. So how long have you been making beats like seriously since like you kind of figured uh, everything out? Well, I've been making beats since about freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. And I only started taking it, uh, I only started taking it seriously. Really like, I want to say like March or April of this year. Yeah. Like before I was kind of just like, you know, like making beats for fun, like mm -hmm. putting them out on YouTube or SoundCloud here and there, just like as a as a thing, you know, just because. Mm -hmm. But then, like um, after like COVID and everything, I was just like home all the time. I was like, you know, what? why don't I actually like put some effort into this yeah. for like a month or two? You know, like what's the worst that can happen? You yeah. know, I get a little bit better at beats, you know. And then, so yeah, I think that's when I really kind of started to like really dive into like music production. Mm -hmm. And who do you like? Who do you think you think is your uh, kind of inspiration of making beats? Whenever you go to make beats, like who do you? Whenever you're like, oh, I'm about to make a beat, who do you kind of base the sound off of? Um. Well, like as far as artists, um, when I go to make beats, I don't really sit and think, oh, I'm gonna make like a like a trippy red type beat mm -hmm. or like a whoever type beat. You know, I kind of just like um just like play around with the melody yeah like see what i come up with or find a loop or a sample um you know and like i i definitely would say that there are like some sounds that i gravitate toward mm -hmm. i feel like i kind of gravitate to like that and or sound yeah you know but normally when i go to make beats i just kind of like go with like whatever i'm feeling with something mm -hmm. like that but um as far as like an inspiration uh nick mira to me is like a really big inspiration you mm -hmm. know just like all that he's accomplished in so little time and like yeah. also just um like the way that he um like actually makes beats mm -hmm. you know or just like his process like i i watch his streams sometimes yeah you know and just like watch him like make beats or like make them around acapellas and it's just like super like it's just crazy yeah yeah that's yeah, so crazy the impact that internet money has had because yeah. I swear I've out of like every single one of these I've recorded, the person has mentioned either internet money or Nick mirror at least once. Yeah. I feel like they really kind of made making beats at least like, and like promoting them on the internet, mm -hmm. like a thing. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, obviously like, like Taz Taylor was like one of the first to like really like sell like tight beats on YouTube, yeah. you know? But I feel like just like the whole collective is just such a I don't I don't want to say they're like underground mm -hmm. because you know they have people like you know Nick that like work with you know like really big mainstream artists. Yeah. But they also have a lot of like I, I feel like the collective as a whole, like not just like the one or two mm -hmm. people that are like getting like the huge placements, the collective as a whole is like really kind of it's like a hidden gem. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's pretty cool. It's really... Because, like, 
where they are now isn't their peak yet. It's just getting to the peak. Right. So it's pretty cool just watching them get better and better, get working with bigger artists. And then they just released that album too. And seeing how that had so many yeah. um, features from bigger artists on it as well. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I was, while I was doing some research for this, uh, I saw that you had a thing on your Twitter bio for Wounds Records. What? Oh yeah, Wounds Records. Yeah. yeah. What? What kind? What is that? What kind of is that? Um. So Wounds Records is kind of like a collective uh, that was started not too long ago. I want to say maybe like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um. It was pretty much just like a collective of producers that um. Kind of like a support network, but also, um. You know, like we, we kind of just like work together. Mm-hmm. We like we send each other loops and stuff like that, and you know, like help like promote each other's stuff and like any connections that we have, we share with each other. You know, yeah. Kind of just like a, just like a bunch of people working together to, you know, kind of like give us all like the best opportunity mm-hmm. as far as music goes. You know. Yeah. And um, yeah. how many kind of people are in the uh, collective, roughly? Um, I think at the moment, including myself, it's around eight or nine people. Eight or nine. And who kind of who st- did you start yeah. it, or did somebody else start it? Um, I did not start it. So there's this guy, um, his name is Zay. I think on Twitter he might go by like Thanks Zay later. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of started it. Um, and he has like actually like a lot of connections. Um. In like the music industry like he um he's been around like low-key mm-hmm. um you know just like like people like that and in, in the industry you know so he yeah. kind of decided uh like to start this whole thing mm-hmm. and kind of just like use his connections to i guess like our advantage and like you know kind of now i, I don't want to say give back to the producer community yeah but kind of just like take some people along for the ride mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah you know but yeah and how did you get involved with it. that um through twitter actually mm-hmm. uh he i can't remember if i posted something and he commented or um it was the other way around but he was uh i remember him in the in my dm saying like hey like i have this collective like you want to be a part of it um and at first I was kind of skeptical because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know this guy, Yeah. you know, he doesn't have like a crazy amount of followers mm-hmm. on Twitter. You know, like he's got a few pictures with like some pretty popping artists, but like really don't know him. But I was just like, you know what, why not yeah. just take the chance and do it, you know? Um, and so far it's been, it's been a great experience, you know, like I've been able to get a lot of feedback on my beats mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know, and also, you know, like hear a bunch of different sounds that are different than mine. Yeah. You know, and kind of like expand my horizon and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, I think it's it's been great so far. That's pretty cool. And how long have you been in like a part of it? Um, a couple of months. That's not bad. That's pretty cool. I feel like because I know um, Drake Beats is part of Major Loops. Easy Beats is, has his own collective off the record. And um. I just feel like making like a collective 
especially now is becoming such a uh it's not it's not a common thing for sure there's very mm-hmm. like few but whenever you do make one it's really a great thing just because you get all that help from other people who are in your position and are also willing to work harder and get make like each other better as well so i really feel like yeah if you want to start growing more than you are right now that you should either join a collective or kind of start your own just because you get exposed to more different uh you get exposed to different things different people and you can work with each other and create new uh new contacts and new relationships as well exactly yeah like i I feel like doing things with other people or I guess like like-minded mm-hmm. individuals, you know, like people that have sort of like the same goals, um, or even if not the exact same goals, like they're still moving in the same general direction yeah. anymore. It's just so beneficial, like not even just with music, just like in, with life in general. Yeah. You know, the people that are like hold you accountable and like make sure you're doing the right thing and like you're on the right path and whatever it is that you're doing. Like with music, you know, like having people there to like support you, you know, mm-hmm. to help you do whatever it is that you're doing, you know, to send your stuff to artists, you know, yeah. and like for you to do the same vice versa. It's just like, it's a really cool thing, which like I really admire about like the producer community mm-hmm. as a whole that, you know, for, like for the most part, we're like very, we're, we're not very like selfish yeah. as far as, you know, um, like when it comes to like helping each other out, you yeah. know, like every now and then, you know, you're like, oh, like maybe I don't want to like expose like all my sounds or something like that, or like mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to, you know, like give away like too much sauce or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like for the most part, it's people, like a it's a really great collaborative community. Yeah, people are more willing to help than uh, they yeah. are willing just to hold stuff back. Totally. But that's uh, that that's what I've noticed too is that like you can post like a video of a beat and then you'll get a ton of feedback off that from just mm-hmm. people you either follow or someone will retweet it. And then someone you don't know will comment on it saying feedback on it as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy how everything is just like growing. You know, like it's, it's really insane to me. Yeah. You know, so you do uh you do graphic design i remember that what kind of got you into that because uh i remember when i was i tweeted out about needing a logo you hit me up for that as well yeah um so this is also kind of like a backstory like i've or not have been but i used to draw Mm -hmm. like a lot Um, that was kind of like one of my favorite things to do I just like draw pictures or like draw like storybooks with illustrations in them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you know, as I got older and like kind of took a step away from that, um, like drawing on like paper, yeah, you know, and like kind of got more into like computers and stuff like that. You know, I just found a way to like pretty much carry that over into you know, like digital mm-hmm. stuff, you know, yeah. So, um, and I I've started like a bunch of other things like in the past, like you know, like YouTube channels, like for Minecraft and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just like 
you know, just like uh, doing uh, like banners for people, yeah, um, and things like that. You know, just because like I don't know, like the way that I have kind of always operated is that like if I like something enough, then like I'll try to imitate it. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm like, oh, that's cool. I I, I want to try that. You know. Yeah, like you, but, you you see it and you think you can do it as well, like basically the yeah, same. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then like if I like it enough, then it's something that I like actually pursue. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like, oh, that's cool, I'll try it. You know, like I'll try it once and then like kind of just leave it alone. But I feel like graphic design is kind of, um, it's it's one of the things that I I really enjoy doing, but I don't I don't spend as much time as I'd like. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. Um, because I feel like um, well, obviously, like one of my main focuses now is like the school. Mm-hmm. Um. And then music, of course. Um, but yeah, I I think, you know, definitely in the future, I hope that I'll be able to, you know, find some more time or like move things around to be able to focus more on graphic design. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that's like something that, that I really enjoy doing, yeah. you know? And does like, because uh, you post your uh, graphic design stuff on your Twitter, do you get a lot of people hitting you up for like, logos for banners and stuff like that or do you not really pay attention too much um not really i feel like because my twitter is so like catered toward beats mm-hmm. it's the graphic design thing isn't really too popular yeah um you know like every now and then like, i'll like reach out to people and say like oh yeah i do like banners and logos and stuff and like on my beat website i have like things for like custom copyright or like custom um like logos and things like that, mm-hmm. you know. But for right now, most of my, I guess, client base, for lack of a better word, yeah, is just like friends and stuff, and like any projects that I have. Like, I do all the art for, for like my beats, and like I have like mm-hmm. this clothing company that I do um, art for, and you know, like one of my friends who makes music, I do some of his cover art too, mm-hmm. you know. So right now it's kind of just like in like the early stages, you know, just yeah. like any friends make stuff. It's like your inner circle you do it for. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. I feel that. And yeah. what about beats? Is like, have you been getting a lot? Do you do a lot of people hit you up for beats, or do you kind of market yourself to artists and then they know you through that? Um, I don't think I've had too many people reach out to me for beats. Um, normally it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I feel like so far, you know. Uh, I think initially I kind of took an approach where it's like, oh, like, I just want people to buy my beats. I'm just going to force them to do that. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, um, I'm more focused on like building relationships, you know, like if I don't get a sale right away, that's cool. Yeah. You know, like I'm at a point now kind of where I really just want to hear somebody else on my beat, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just want to get it out there. Yeah. Um, And, you know, most of the time it's like online and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I also have friends who rap and stuff like that. Um, and my cousin actually, um, he raps like kind of just for fun, but like I feel like he's pretty talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I did like a few beats on his tape and like mixed the whole thing, you know. Um, and like I have friends here at school too. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of have like a little studio set up in yeah. my, my room, you know, and I have like friends just come over. I have people coming over later today. I could just like record, you know, mm-hmm. over my beats and stuff like that. Yeah. 
you know, so I feel like it's kind of a, a healthy mix between, you know, like selling beats online and like mm-hmm. getting it out to people and like, you know, just like having friends over. But, and I, I personally feel like having friends or people that you know, um, preferably in person, but even just like online mm-hmm. that you can like consistently send stuff to and just like practice, yeah. you know? Like for for me, like mixing my cousin's tape, that was just like a, a really good learning experience for me. Yeah. Because I don't get a whole lot of time to mix people's stuff, like to engineer things, you know. And like having friends over to record, like, you know, I get to work on like the like I really get to like focus on like engineering. Yeah. As opposed to just like making beats, which I feel like I'm already pretty good at, you know. Like now I'm definitely starting to focus more on like the engineering side of things. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like super valuable yeah because now i get to the point where like i'm in the studio with like an artist that i really want to work with you know and their engineer doesn't show up i can record them you know i can like mix their stuff you know instead of say oh no i can't engineer and like you just use that opportunity yeah it it makes you it it makes you more versatile but also increases like the workflow in those situations as well because instead of having to hire engineer to come in, you can get just you to produce it and mix and, ma- and everything as well. So that's yeah, pretty good. exactly. You know, it's it's just it's super valuable mm-hmm. to be able to be like multifaceted. Yeah, in music, like and just be able to do it as much as you can. Yeah, you don't by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't, I definitely don't discourage collaborating, but the more you know, and just like the better you'll be as a producer yeah you know or like as an artist or like whatever like the more you know like the better because then you can like say oh like i like my vocals like this or like oh like i like my interest to hit like that you know mm-hmm. and you can kind of like help people do that you know and it's just like i think it's, it's really good to like learn as much as you can yeah um for sure for sure music. yeah I feel like, especially when you do know a lot, that also allows you to help every like other people who don't know as much as you do, and yep. helping those other people will also not only build up your own image, but build other connections with smaller artists, smaller uh, producers, and everything as well. So yeah. it's really just a good thing to know as much as you can to be able to not only help yourself, but also help others. Yeah. And the thing is too, like, I feel like with music, like you're always learning something. Mm-hmm. Like things are always changing, you know, there's always some brand new plugin. There's always like a new genre or style that's in, you know? So like, you can never really like stop. Like every time I feel like, oh, like I've, I've got this down, like I learned something else that I'm like, damn, like I gotta restart everything. Yeah. And, like, learn it from scratch you know yeah. or like wow like there's just like levels to everything yeah just never get too comfortable where you are yeah uh so you sell beats on uh beat stars right i do yeah when did you uh kind of start selling beats and uploading it on there um maybe around march mm-hmm. like kind of when i started taking it serious um i think uh yeah like march or april when I, like i started like actually trying to sell stuff you know not just like uh, putting stuff out 
I actually did have a beat stars. Um, like when I first started making beats, mm-hmm. I made a beat stars just because you know didn't like try to sell anything. I just like put stuff out there. Yeah, and I didn't really know what it was or how to use it. So I just like put stuff there. Um, and like when I came back to it, like I revamped everything and like came up like a consistent theme. Mm-hmm. You know, like put effort into like making it look good and like making sure the beats were good and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, how often do you kind of put beats up on there? Um, I try to do at least three times a week. Three times a week. Yeah, sometimes more. Um, occasionally it's less. Like for the past couple of weeks, um, I'm kind of taking like a like a break from doing beats and stuff like that. Just like focus on like school and like getting moved in and like getting settled and mm-hmm. all that. But um, now I'm kind of like getting back into it. Um, I think next week I'm gonna actually start um, putting some stuff back up there, like getting into the swing of things, you know. And um, speaking of school, are you in high school still or are you in college? Uh, I'm in college. I'm in sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how do you like, how do you plan on balancing school with music and then also kind of like all the other small stuff that you do? Uh, that's actually a really good question. Um, so last year, I kind of didn't, like I didn't focus on on music at all during mm-hmm. school, um, and this year because of like the momentum that I'm carrying from the summer, mm-hmm. um, like I I really want to focus on doing music this year, um, like while I'm at school, mm-hmm. and for me it really all just comes down to just like scheduling, and, yeah, like, planning things out, you know, like in in my calendar I have like uh, I I kind of started during the summer like at least for music. Um, like blocking things out, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, um, like last year in school, for example, I had like class, and then um, like I had like a time for me to do homework, and then yeah. like a time for me to eat lunch, and then a time for me to like relax and all that stuff, you know, like that. Um, and that kind of helped me like stay like on track and on task. And so I feel like I just plan on carrying that in yeah. music, you know, like or I guess like incorporating music into that schedule, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like I have time set up for. Like when I'm gonna like make beats, time for like when I'm gonna like make art for my beats, you know. Um, and then like on top of that, like all time for school and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's really just like just time management and like getting stuff done when it needs to get done. Yeah, that's you crazy. Know? Time management's such a crucial thing, and because I I procrastinate a lot. I procrastinate a ton when it comes to like yeah. school. Because I know that I'll get it done eventually. So, right. like, during yeah. um, school, I'd, like, I'd go to school, come home, make beats, play Xbox, and then do homework last. If I needed it. Mm-hmm. If, not, if it was something that I could just get yeah. away with doing it the morning before, I'd do that. But as kind of as just kind of school kind of got harder and harder, I realized, all right, I got to figure out school this time and then music here. And then I also worked. So I had like four hours that I was just at my job too. So I learned how to manage my time a little bit better. But at the same time, I'd keep falling into 
oh, I'll do homework last. I'll do school last. I'll do that last. And then ended up not getting done. So time management is just such a real crucial thing whenever you are either in school or have a job and you're trying to make music at the same time. Yeah, I think it's it's really important to get that right because I think like with managing your time, if you at least for me, the benefit that I found it by setting everything out in like a calendar, um, even like the tiny thing like eating and like homework mm-hmm. is that every second is like so much more valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, like when I set out two hours to make beats. I'm like, okay, I have two hours. Like, I have to do something good. Yeah. You know, like, I I can't like mess around and like listen to my beat a hundred different times. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have to like make it, mix it onto the next. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not gonna come out with anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and like even with with homework too, it's like okay, like I have like two or three hours to do this homework, but then after that, I can do whatever. So it's like let me just like focus on this. Like, yeah. And go all in on this for like right now. And then afterward, I can do the next thing. And, you know, I think doing that has kind of helped me take things like one at a time, mm-hmm. which just like makes it so much less stressful. Like instead of saying, oh my God, I have so much stuff to do today. You know, it's like, okay, I got class first thing. Mm-hmm. If you do that, we focus on that. After that, I got homework. Okay, we do that, focus on that. After that, I got music. Let me do that, focus on that. Yeah. You know, it just makes things go by so much, like so much more easy. You know, it's just so much easier to, um, like, focus on one thing at a time. Yeah, it makes everything just go more smoothly together. Yeah, what I found is, like, whenever I'm making beats, I, I'll make a, like, I'll make a part of the beat, like, the main, I'll have the melody and the drums and everything together, and I'll listen to it for, like, 10 minutes just on repeat while... I go sit in the chair behind me and finish a Netflix show. And then I'll come back, finish the beat. And I like, it should take like 10, 15 minutes to make that one beat. But because I do all that, it's taken about an hour because I'm doing so many different things while I'm making that beat. Yeah. And then after you like listen to it for so long, you're like, ah, you know, like, I don't really like this beat anymore. Yeah. And then you just end up throwing it away. Yeah. You know, and then it's like you spend an hour doing what? You know, but like I've started, um, just like, I'll put my phone away. I'll put, I'll turn like the TV off and just have the only thing on is my computer with the software up Mm -hmm. and cause that, cause that eliminates all the other distractions and it makes it just go by faster and everything just gets a little bit better because my soul focus is on making that one beat right yeah i think that's another thing too is just like getting rid of distraction like i have this app on my phone called forest um and i use it kind of as like a i guess like called like a like a pomodoro or like tomato timer Mm -hmm. where like you work for 25 minutes take a break for five minutes do that four times and then take like a longer like half hour break after Mm -hmm. that just keep doing that you know and at least for homework, I haven't tried it for making music yet, but at least for homework, it makes it go by so much quicker. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, like 25 minutes, that's not that long. I can yeah. do that. You know, and you do it and you knock it out. 
you know. But like the reason I like the app is because um, the whole like premise is that you're like building a forest, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, you have your phone up and like the time is running, um, and if you leave the app, like you, you kill it, like the tree that yeah. you're growing, and so it's kind of like incentive to like focus on what you're doing mm-hmm. until the time is up, you know. So that's pretty cool. Like, What's it called? It's like, uh, it's called Forest. Forest. I might have to check that out. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of like a gimmick, but I feel like you know it. It like really helps me with like staying focused. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And plus, I mean, you get the small breaks in between too, so yeah, it's not that big of a hassle going the full. It's what twenty five minutes times four hundred. Yeah, it's like an hour, hour twenty minutes. It's a little, an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. You don't go that whole like two hours just completely on your homework. You get a break in between Mm -hmm. so you don't get tired and then you also don't get sloppy at the same time. So, which is pretty nice. Yeah. I'm trying to search this app up. Oh, I found it. Is it that one? Yep. Yeah. That's it. Dang. Yeah, and there's like I and think, 19 best again, app. Yeah, like I I think you have to pay for that one, but there's like other free ones out there. Yeah. Um, and like obviously you don't have to use an app; you can just like use a timer on your phone or like one of your kick whatever to like use the access. Just like start for 25 and five minute break. Yeah. You know, I like to whatever time you feel like you can be productive for. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, there's a, there's tons of these. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that one. I guess the forest one. You actually like they actually plant real trees too. Yeah, they, I think um, like for every tree that you actually plant um, in the game, like they plant a real one in real life. Wow, that's pretty so. cool. Shout out trees. Yeah. Dang. I'm about to download one of these right after this. Check it out. But. See, I I just go through it. I get like, if I have homework and I'm going to do it, I'm like, all right, no breaks in between. Because I know if I take a break, it's going to be long. I'm going to be like, I'll take a 10-minute break. It'll turn into like a 40-minute break. So yep. I've, I've just disciplined myself to just fight through it and not take any breaks because I know how I am. And it'll just never get finished if i do take that break yeah and you know that that works for some people too mm-hmm. you know like some some people can just like go like a full 12 hours working on one thing and like yeah. get it done and like do it well you know um and like that's that's just not me you know i i don't have that kind of uh i don't have that kind of attention span yeah. you know to just like go at something for that long like unless it maybe maybe with music but like even still i feel like i get tired after a while you know mm-hmm. it's just nice to kind of like take a step back and like refresh yourself and yeah and like go back in yeah for sure for sure so you said you like work with some you give beats like some of your friends and everything do you have any mm-hmm. songs out that you've produced with them or anybody else um, I do, yeah. So like my cousin's tape, um, 
he goes by CB Music. Um, he dropped my tape, I think, uh, two weeks ago, like August 14th. Oh, dang. Um, I produced, yeah, I produced uh, two, two songs on that. Um, like the first, the intro and the outro. Um, and like I mixed the whole thing. Um, and then I have like a couple other songs or like three other songs. Um, two of them on SoundCloud and like one of them on uh, like Spotify and Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of just did with my friends, you know, kind of just like messing around. But like at the same time, it was like, oh, like this isn't terrible, you know, like might as well put it out just, yeah. like, just because, you know. Um, and then I, I also have like a few songs out with like some other people that I've met through the internet, you know, mm-hmm. like Soul Beats too, or like just like collaborated with, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I I think it's it's like it's crazy to me how like far I've come, and like mm-hmm. obviously I'm not, you know, like I'm not on the billboard or anything. Yeah, but like even the fact that like people like like my beats enough now mm-hmm. to the point where like oh yeah, like I'm gonna make a song for this like i'm gonna put it out you know that's just like it's still something i'm kind of getting used to Mm you know for sure it's a great feeling too whenever like you sell Mm -hmm. a beat or you hear someone make a song out of one of your beats it's crazy it's such a crazy feeling just because you're like i made that and someone liked it enough to add on to it and make it like Mm -hmm. a better thing as well yeah it's a it's a great feeling Mm -hmm. so even at like a small level oh yeah it's i mean progress everything's progress so it's as Mm -hmm. as long as you're moving up it's good but out of like all the songs that you've produced that are out right now which one do you think is kind of like your favorite one or you had the most fun making Um, there's, hmm. I think, I don't know, it's kind of hard to pick favorites, mm-hmm. you know, because like everyone is like my child. Yeah. Um, as far as like the beat, at least, you know? Yeah. But I feel like if I had to pick a favorite, it would be, um, it's a song from like from my cousin's tape it's called uh um it's called i definitely like i produce like my own mm-hmm. um like one of the two that i did on my own um so i think like that one is my favorite and then there's another song on the tape called no love yep. which um I kind of produced not really i kind of just like did like some small tweaks to the beat mm-hmm. um like these two other guys made it um i don't remember who but there's definitely credit on the album um but yeah i kind of just like did like some small changes to the beat with that yeah yeah i think yeah it's called i said uh by cb music i think that's probably my favorite um i guess placement mm-hmm and do you have like any uh any songs that kind of like are that you produce that are kind of your un, under your name, you know what I mean? 
Like, do you have have you released um, any songs that you've produced with other artists on them? I haven't, but I plan to. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know when. There's a song that I did with my friend. Um, it was by Nine Twenty Four. Um, a song that he did over my beat. Um, and he was like, you know, like when I put it out, you can. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, but want to put that out. Um, and then there's some other songs that go with my cousin that like I really really like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's saving them for a deluxe, but if he's not, then I might put a couple out. Yeah, you know, just like on my own. But um, yeah, and then like there's like a, a few songs that like I've made myself. I just kind of like play for myself, mm-hmm. you know, just just because. Yeah. Um, I don't know if those will come out, but maybe. Yeah. Never know. So there's music in the works, pretty much. There's always music in the works. Yeah. Always. Even if I'm not putting stuff out, there's always something going on. Yeah. You know. That's how like, it should be. Especially now, like, that I have, I don't know, like, having, like, a studio here, um, like, really beneficial because now, like, every artist on mm-hmm. campus um, is, like, that's like a connection that I can make, yeah, you know. Like I sure. can reach out to any of them and say, like, "Hey, like you make music, I have a studio, come through." Yeah, you know. Um, they have that incentive yeah, to like work cool. with you. Exactly, and like even if it's not my beat, yeah, that they're using, you know, maybe they just want to like come in and like they have a beat ready, they want to record over it, like they want to send me some stuff for me to like engineer or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's still like experience, yeah. you know. It's like connections that can be made, like maybe like. I record them so well, like I mix their songs so well, like yo, like you got new beats, like yeah, yeah, I got hella beats, you know. It creates like, a situation music. where you can either sell them those beats or they'll tell people, hey, go to this guy. He can he has a studio. He can mix your stuff. He also makes beats as well. So it puts you exactly. in that situation to where, whichever way it goes, you're set up for success. Exactly. Like no matter what happens. Just having that person in this room gives me the chance to make a good impression. Yeah. And if I can do that, then that's basically just market for yeah. me, you know? So. For sure. Which is, I mean, that first impression is crucial no matter what. It really is. It, it, Even online, too. Yeah. Like, not only in music, but just in general. Because mm. you might meet someone on the street he doesn't know you do music you don't know he does music and if you get a first good impression you might get to like know him better and then you get to work with them but if you don't mm-hmm. have that good impression you might never see him again and you lose that connection right and you never know when it's gonna happen either yeah always got to be on the lookout always got to be on your best exactly. Yeah, like you always got to be ready for whatever comes, mm-hmm. which is part of why, um, I don't know, uh, kind of going back to like the question you asked earlier, another big inspiration for me is Kenny Beats. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the reason why I kind of got into everything else aside from making beats, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he's kind of really taught me, at least from, like the videos I watch of him, you know, just like try new things, you yeah. know? Like don't don't box yourself in. Yeah. You know? Like if if I were to only make like D and D work type beats and like I can only work with those kind of 
artist, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if I'm in the studio with someone that I really like as an artist, you know? And I can't engineer them. That's like a chance that's wasted, yeah. you know? So, like, now, like, getting into everything else and, like, trying new styles and, like, learning more about music production and, like, mm-hmm. engineering and all that stuff is just, like, uh, it's just, like, putting me on, like, a whole different path, you know? Because now, like, let's say, like, let's say beats don't work out, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't, let's say, I just lose a passion for making beats or, like, whatever that is. I can still, like, engineer people, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I can still have people over. I can still, like, record them. Yeah. Like, I can still stay involved with music. You still have... Even if I... You, go on. Yeah, like, even if I'm not, like, making the beats, yeah. I can still, like, be involved with music, you yeah. know? You still have those extra options within that kind of circle of music that you can go back to and stuff, too. Exactly. And, like, and then that's just, like, so, there's so many more people that I can connect with, you know, mm-hmm. like... If I'm only making hip hop beats, like I can only reach out to rappers, basically, yeah. right? But if I'm like engineering people, everyone needs an engineer. Yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of genre you make, like. So I can. That's like a, another thing, you know. It's, yeah, I don't know. Just like giving myself the best chance to like be successful mm-hmm. with music, you know. Yeah. Um, and also like as as far as like income goes, like. You can only make so much by selling beats. Yeah. You know? And, like, vice versa, you can only make so much by engineering, mm-hmm. you know? But if you can, like, make beats, engineer, um, like make the art, like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, I have, like, the tools to be able to do, like, everything that I need for an album. Yeah. Like, by myself. Like, if I wanted to make an album, like, I could be the vocalist, mm-hmm. I could be the producer, I could be the engineer, I can be the label, you know, like how good it might turn out, that's a different story. <laughs> but like I could I could do everything myself. Yeah. Know, I have all that, you know. And like also I can be that that you know, like final puzzle piece for whoever needs it. Yeah. You know? Like if someone's like, Oh, like I have all this stuff ready, like for my album. Like my cousin, like he had everything ready, but he didn't have an engineer. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I can, I can mix it for you, you know. So like, it's just like a whole. I don't know, like any for anyone like producers watching this, like just don't box yourself in. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's fine to have like your specialty, but don't limit yourself to that. Yeah, you know, like I, and it's, it's, it's hard to find that balance, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, find something that you're like really good at, and like master it. Yeah. You know, and then like everything else kind of like supplements that, mm-hmm. you know, like if like, let's say like you're a better engineer than a producer, like send someone beats, if they don't like them, say, okay, cool. If you like have another one you like, any songs you're working on, I can mix them. Mm-hmm. Like if you're are making, making beats, like you're engineering someone, like, yeah, let's say I, I have someone over and like, they just don't like the way that they sound mm-hmm. in my studio. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? That's cool. Like, I have some beats that you might like, you know? Mm-hmm. If, like, you want to take it, like, record yourself and, like, go to a different studio, and you can have these beats, you know? Yeah. Like, 
there's just like so many opportunities that like people unknowingly pass up because they're just not like you don't even need to be an expert like i'm not an expert at anything mm-hmm. as far as music you know like i'm definitely better at some things than others but i'm not an expert by any means at anything. yeah but like because i can at least like touch everything that's involved mm-hmm. and like i can have some say in it and like, and like i know enough to make something good yeah with everything like that's just like a whole like it's just like a whole different level yeah you know it's better to be good at multiple things than to be just great in the one thing yeah you know because like what happens when that one thing that you're great at mm-hmm. is like not cool yeah or like that one thing that you're great at is just like maybe like you just lose your touch mm-hmm. you know or like there's just i don't know like just like diversifying your assets you yeah know? for sure which is i mean that's great advice first of all but it's just for really any career and anything you do you want to know how to do pretty much everything that encompasses that one thing because mm-hmm. worse comes to worse that career falls off but you still have a backup that you learned while trying to study that one thing so it's like in graphic design if you're trying to f- learn how to do a certain uh thing in like photoshop or whatnot and then all of a sudden people don't want graphic designers anymore you can still you still know how to work photoshop you still know how to do that and you can apply it to a different thing as well right so but it's just it's way better having a good amount of knowledge of as much as you can than only knowing one thing and one thing only. Mm-hmm. And I guess like if you're going to be that person that does one thing and one thing only, then like you better be the best yeah. at it. You know, like if you're not the best, then like don't even bother. Yeah. Because there's someone out there better than you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's doing that one thing and one thing only. Yeah. And they're going to work as hard as they can to make sure that no one else is better than them because they know that if someone else comes along better than me, I've got nothing else to do, mm-hmm. you know? Like, so, yeah, that's that's my advice. Yeah, that's great advice, too. But I remember, because um, I, I used to do, I used to be heavy into graphic design stuff, and mm-hmm. I remember watching, like, YouTube videos and stuff on how to, like, do a certain thing. And then watching that YouTube video took me to a different YouTube video that had nothing to do with graphic design, but it had to do with like video editing. And then I'd watch that. And so like I would learn small bits and pieces of graphic design, video editing, music and all that. And I know how to do what I was trying to accomplish first, but I also came out with some knowledge about different stuff that I could apply at different times as well. Mm-hmm. and that just that really helped because later on I'd start making beats I'd start uploading them on YouTube and making like YouTube tutorials and I know the basics of video editing so I can edit those tutorials or be- edit those video for the beats and stuff too and edit this as well so I mean 
at the time it seemed like kind of pointless, but now that I'm here and I'm doing this, it's helped so much because I had that small head start. Right. Yeah. And like being a producer, like I feel like every producer has to know everything, Mm -hmm. you know, because like if not to make beats, first of all, and then like you have to know how to make the art for your beats unless you can afford to pay someone to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And then you like, you have to learn how to how to market those beats. Yeah. And then let's say like you sell one, now you gotta learn how to build a relationship with that person. It's not you know? enough just to make beats nowadays. Yeah, it's it's just not it's not enough to just like do what Taz Taylor did when he was first starting out, like yeah. make a tight beat and put it on YouTube and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that worked for him because he was the only one doing it. Yeah. But nowadays every single person is doing that, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work. Yeah. Because nowadays, the producer is his own brand. So, mm-hmm. the way you you can make beats and people like will recognize you for your beats, but if you don't have a social media presence, if you don't have a store with all like your best top beats, or if you don't have just a good, you haven't built your brand yet, people are gonna overlook you for the person who. Yep has built his brand who knows what he's doing and everything else so it's not just in music but in just life i feel like in today's day and age with like all like twitter instagram all this taking such a big part of it that your brand in either twitter or instagram or even tiktok now that is about 80% of who you are. Yeah. And it takes up 80% of the most important part of who you are. Because if you put more, like if you put like 60% of music and only 40% of your brand, that's not going to be good enough because you haven't built that brand strong enough or people don't know you compared to bigger people as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, if, like if, if your goal with music is to just, like, make beats every now and then, get pretty good at it, cool. Like, focus on, like, only doing music. But if you want to, like, really see yourself grow, then you have to understand that making music alone is such a tiny percentage of mm-hmm everything that goes on like at the end of the day this is like a business really yeah it's 80 you know, percent business 20 percent music yeah it's mm-hmm. it's a business and you, you gotta learn how to navigate it you yeah. know it's not and it's it's more than just like putting your links out on twitter yeah and saying like oh go and buy my beats yeah you know it's like actually building relationships with people mm-hmm. which is and it, it's it's hard to manage all that too like running YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, whatever else, it's, it's hard. It is. You know? Because, like, at least in my opinion, you can't just, like, post the same thing everywhere. Like, you can't just post the same beat video mm-hmm. everywhere. Otherwise, like, why am I following you everywhere? Like, I'll just follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see your beats that way, you know? 
But like, you just gotta learn how to use different things to your advantage. Like, reach out and build connections like through Twitter. You know, like promote your beats on Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, like share some more like your personal life on Instagram. You yeah. know, you just gotta find the balance between things. Yeah. You know, because like at the end at the end of the day, like as much as it's a business, like. This, it's not like one of those, it's not like Starbucks, for example, you know, like, this is like just you, mm-hmm. like, you're not building franchises for making beats, you know, yeah. you, it's like just you, you know, like, you're the one that has to do everything, and, like, nothing is, like, it's, I, I can't stress enough how, like, how much you need to build relationships, you know, because if you want to turn making beats into a career mm-hmm. and like you have to build relationships like yeah. like going back to that example like with starbucks like if with them like they don't make money off of like reaching out to like a million different people a day saying hey buy my coffee mm-hmm. they reach out to like a bunch of people find people that buy and then say, oh, yeah, come back tomorrow and buy some more. And yeah. then people keep coming back and coming back and coming back and spend so much money with it. And it's the same way with beats, I feel like. You know, it's like you're only going to be so successful if you just, like, reach out to, like, a thousand people a day and say, hey, buy my beat. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can, like, hit, like, even, like, five people a day and, like, genuinely build a relationship with them. Yeah. Like, you know, get to, like, don't start off by saying, hey, like, you need beats? Okay, I buy one. Here's my store. Mm-hmm. You know, like, be like, like, hey, what's up? You know, like, uh, like, I heard you need cover art. Like, what are you looking for? You know, yeah. like, oh, like, I have a podcast. Yeah, okay, sure, I'll do your podcast. You know, feel like a genuine relationship with them, yeah. you know? Like, and then maybe down the line, that might turn into, like, a business thing, yeah. you know? But even still, it's like, you you can't just, like, do it and then be like, Oh yeah, like my like I I feel like your end goal. It's I don't know it's it's a really complicated thing. Like your like your end goal is to make money, but that shouldn't be why you get into mm-hmm. what you do or like yeah. the relationships. Like you you shouldn't like like you should reach out to build relationships, not just like make a sale. Yeah, you know, like because ideally it's like you want to build that relationship and then like maybe turn it into a sale mm-hmm. but even if you don't it's still a connection you made yeah. it's still like a resource that you can use and like you can help each other out you yeah. know like you got to think of the long term exactly like i mean yeah it's it's cool to have like a sale here and there but like that's not really sustainable yeah. like if you if you're making sales and like that person's only buying from you once then like all that work you did was just for like one beat sale. Yeah. Which is just like, to me, it, it isn't worth it. You know, yeah. I, I, instead of having like, um, like 50 different people buy my beat once, I'd rather have like five people buy my beats like all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, or just like people that will like, you know, give me like consistent, you know, like feedback on my stuff. Like I'll consistently work with them, you know, like and just keep doing like, stuff with them and like yeah. build like my brand and reputation with them you know for sure for sure for sure because i mean 
it's one thing trying because for like kids who are like 15 16 making beats it's for them to uh think long term because they're young and they have tons of time so if you can make a connection at 15 16 build that relationship at 18 19 whenever if you're taking it seriously you have that connection and you know that person well to the point where they'll want to work with you multiple times rather than hey buy my beat they buy it and it's over because yeah that's that's what we were talking about because it's especially when you're young and you're just starting out it's better to think of the long game rather than the short game because that'll build not only better relationships but it'll help you last longer and help your brand grow as well exactly yeah so i checked the time we're at i think we're at an hour and five minutes which is the first time i ever checked the time and it actually hit an hour i'm usually thinking we're at an hour inside like 45 minutes but i got three questions left and then we are finished. So, first one is your top three favorite beats of all time. Like, that are that have been released or just like in jet, like of mine? Just out of any beat, any song, anything. You could have made it or it doesn't have to be you. That's a good question. Um, this always stumps people. I'll, uh off the top of my head i can't think of all time but like i can tell you my three favorites right now that works um i think the first one like this is in no order first one is j-lo by Lil. um it's like internet money but like with Lil Tucker. Mm-hmm. um i also like um uh, I'm looking right now. Um, I like um, "Go" by the Baby. I, mm-hmm. I like that beat. Um, the song itself is okay, but like I really <laughs> like the beat. Uh, and then probably uh, like the beat from um, Eternal Take. Uh, it's um. I like that one a lot. From which one? Uh, Eternal Take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. All right, so I guess those are my top three. Now, like at the moment, yeah. Now, time, at the moment, your top three favorite albums. Um, <laughs> I can, I can, again, I can, I can give you right now. I don't know about all time, but um. Right now, I guess like Eternal Take. Honestly, that might be number one for me right now. I liked it. I um, didn't. I didn't. I completely forgot about it after like a month or two. Fair enough. I mean, like Uzi is. I'd say my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. Uzi and Young Thug are kind of like top two for me. Yeah. I'm a real big Uzi fan. Um. One. Then I think also 
Um, I like um, I like Wanda by Gunner. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't like listened that. to that either. I've been meaning to. Yeah, I. I just haven't gone to it. Yeah, I. I like the album. Honestly, I feel like could have done more. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, it's just like it was just solid. You know, just kind of doing his thing. Yeah. Um. Let me see. I'm gonna try to find one that's like not like the last year. <laughs> um. This is hard. Um, I I guess I'll just say, um, love is rage. Love is rage. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of that's kind of what really got me into like just like modern hip hop. Uzi mm-hmm. Uzi was kind of like the gateway for me. Yeah, into it. Cause like before, I thought like trap music was like the EDM trap music, mm-hmm. not like one savage trap. Yeah. You no. Know? And like when I heard Uzi, it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of like. It was like a, a nice bridge between like EDM and mm-hmm. uh, hip hop, as far as like just like the how like like weird it was and mm-hmm. like I don't know. No, yeah, I feel you. I yeah. get it. Yeah. And lastly, what advice do you have for any up and coming producers? Um. Any producers that are up and coming, I would say don't limit yourself. Um, but, you know, definitely have that one thing that you're kind of known for or that you're good at. But at the same time, don't be afraid to diversify and, you know, kind of expand your horizons. Because especially nowadays in music, it's kind of built around trends. Mm-hmm. So whatever style you're good at now, probably not going to be in demand next year yeah. or even next month, you know? So just don't limit yourself. There's so many possibilities with music as far as like engineering, like production, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to explore and like expand your horizon. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Again, thank you for uh, stopping by. Really appreciated it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, uh, I think this is... I got to check when this one comes out. I want to say mid-September? 21st. 21st? Yeah. Sounds right. I'm checking right now. Yeah, the 21st. So, in two weeks. In two weeks. Pretty sure. Yeah, next... No, three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. In three weeks. In three weeks. Yeah. Dang, that's it feels far, but I know it's gonna come up so close. Yeah. Cause this is this is episode ex- five, and there's two more after that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But it's, it's been exciting. This is my first uh my first interview. No, yeah, I mean oh. I know because the first one was Drake Beats, that was his like second one. Um and then after that was Young KS. I don't know if I don't remember if he had one or not, but this is a lot either like people's first or like their second or third. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's it's great what you're doing. Yeah. But you know, giving people a voice, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's dope. That's the goal. The goal is just to grow together. 
but anyways um thank you all for watching i will have all i know i know how to say it but i don't want to say it wrong it's it's nitswa yep nitswa yeah. beats yeah i'll or, have or just nitswa either one yeah uh i'll have always a uh, twitter instagram everything in the description below and let's see what else is there Oh, and his beat starts as well. I'll have that in the description below. And we'll see you all next week.